Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I am your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about Gargantia on the Verterous Planet. Verterous. That's actually not a bad way to put it. I couldn't even read it. I thought it was like Vertadium or something like that. Nice. It blurred it. Yeah. Uh, even after they said it a few times, I watched it twice, once in English and once in the Japan and Japanese. Now I originally saw it in Japanese and recently saw the dub. I'm going to say, have you seen them both? I have. I was thoroughly impressed with the accuracy in which the dub was able to keep the words to be the same. Yeah. Because I was thinking for sure that like the curse words or the obscured references would not be included, but no, they did it justice. They, they definitely did it justice. And now the, the primary setting for this is in the future and it's an undisclosed a time frame for it. You just know that it is in the future and through watching it or through uh, the main protagonist Leto and Chamber uh, being on this planet, they learn that it's actually Earth and it's by accident that they actually made it to earth now the setting is a post-apocalyptic world where everything froze it became a frozen tundra well that's what we're told so the setting isn't even that the setting is that that we're told that two different locations when in the history that right but what i'm saying is in, in war yep what i'm saying is that's not the true setting the setting for how it all starts for how every how this whole show starts is Leto and his Mecca um, chamber are about to <laughs> yeah, enter a say. battle. Oh, you're okay. So in general, I see where you're going. Yeah, that's the setting. Is he? You learn that he basically grew up in a military lifestyle. Everything, everyone, it's all military. Almost everyone looks the same. They all have the same hair color with the the exception of maybe some shades of gray or white. And your whole purpose is to battle these alien creatures who they are told are the enemy for all of humanity. Now, I do have a hypothesis as to why everyone looks similar. And it's not cloning. It's selective breeding. And I say that because Leto was told in the opening scenes, Leto is told that he's basically got one more battle before he gets to go off and or not necessarily early retirement, but he gets a vacation into the the home satellite area where he's able to eat, procreate and rest to his heart's content for I think it's two months, two weeks or two months, depending on the translation. And then he'll go back to. <laughs> to to war again. So 
one of the other things is, is if you're flawed in some way, if you're not perfect, you're actually executed as a child. So if in you a can't walk, way. yeah, in a, well, I would, I would hope in a humane way, they never specify how they are. You just see, they them. showed one. Yeah. They showed one instance of it. And I would say it's relatively quick because you see a kid in there. He's all smiles with a, with a flute looking thing. And in a literal flash, he's gone. Yeah, but they don't show what happened or how it happened. So you, you're just left with the assumption that it's painless. I'm equating speed to, to pain, I guess. Painlessness. Yeah. Because it happens in an instant. I don't think you can register, you know, burning to a crisp or evaporating or anything like that. And fairly early on, you find out that they do have weapons that can disintegrate you fairly quickly. Oh, yeah. As he does to the pirates on accident. Yes. Um, so what ends up happening is while he's trying to retreat because they're losing this battle They're They, they went into a full force trying to just take out this aliens mega weapon and was misinformed by a little bit. Uh, a little bit is an under. Yeah. By a lot. (laughs) And so while they're trying to retreat, he's, they're trying to go through a wormhole that is man-made to go back to their home. Well, what ends up happening is he loses his grip or his mech loses its grip on the main ship. And then he wakes up six months later and they do specify the time frame that he has been in stasis that he is, it wakes up six months later on this planet and it's foreign to him because it's the ideal planet. It has oxygen. It has water. They're, they're not wanting for either one and neither one of them's a precious cargo. They have ample of both. Anything that he would see as valuable is, is no longer a commodity. It's just naturally given the gravity for one. He was like, wow, they for, for this rust bucket, it's definitely tuned in. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> as he's running around trying to like it, not necessarily escape, but gain his boundaries, his, uh, companion, I think, would be a good way to put it. The the alternative, the AI that he's got with him is more of a companion than it would be a mecha, don't you think? I, I would definitely go with him being more of a companion than anything else, even at the very end. And that's really where it it drives home, is at the very end, the the AI, his mech, really stays true to that. He is there wholeheartedly for his pilot. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful ending, but before we get to there, I think it's uh, th- this anime has a lot going on in a few episodes. There, there are probably maybe four or five episodes in this 12 episode run that are unnecessary filler, but it's a nice break from being from the information overload. Well, what it is, is, I, I wouldn't even say that it's really a filler. I, I feel like the ones that feel like they're a filler, they're actually really important to it because it tells you an inter- integral t- part of their life. It tells you the specifics of it, tells you that even during these times, what we do now, they're still doing, or he's trying to learn and understand 
what's going on. So he's taking it as a lesson because he is, in so many words, an alien to them and to the rest of the planet, despite the fact that he is human. Now, what I thought was kind of awesome about this anime was the fact that originally they don't speak the same language. You know how in most anime, you know, people show up in a distant land and they're like, hey, you speak English? Of course I do. But we call it gibberish here. And wow, you speak fluently. You even have my own accent. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Whereas in this one, I think if you were, I, I didn't do any research on it, unfortunately, but I think if you were to take his like words and what he was saying, when you're experiencing it from the 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 earthlings let's call them point of view and you took all that gibberish you could probably make out a legitimate language that he's speaking and vice versa when he's when you're seeing things from his point of view and you hear them talking you're like that sounds nothing like what i'm used to but it it could be it could have the consistency of i'm pretty sure what it is is it's laura 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 mipsum in other words, it's gibberish. That's all it is. Because a couple of the w- words that in there, it sounded exactly like they just said, Lord, really? Yeah. To me, I don't know. I could be mistaken. If someone else has, you know, deciphered what they were actually saying, please feel free to reach out to us and let us know. Email us at featured anime podcast at gmail.com. That would be an actually kind of interesting way to, to slip in like under the radar rated R curses because when he was running, when, when he first came to, he took a girl hostage and he was running around with her. One of the translations um, <laughs> was abbreviated to something about fornicating with your mother and excrement. That, that was it. You're like, I really wish I knew what they said because it was colorful. It yeah, was extremely oh, I'm colorful. <laughs> pretty sure it would have been really colorful. But unfortunately, we won't know. And I mentioned two. And the other main character, the person he actually kidnaps in the beginning, her name is Amy. And these three are really the the focus of the whole series. I believe Amy is initially meant to be a love interest. Well, she is a love interest. And th- that's one of the classifications for this uh, anime. It's, it's classified as an action sci-fi adventure mecha romance. Uh well, can you explain this to me? How come there appears to only be three suitable women? And I say suitable in the sense of the appropriate age range for a protagonist and the appropriate, um, I guess, mentality. And they're always talking about all the cute boys, but you really never see anybody else they're referring to. Well, because they don't need to refer to anyone else or, and you don't need to see anyone else. It's not about those other guys. And those two other girls, Amy's friends are just side characters. Uh, let's, her name is Saya and Melty. And both of them only show up when they're trying to pull Amy away for another part. That's true. And that's it. And and they're really close together because they work together and they know each other really well. But that's why the other guys, the other girls that are there that are around aren't important. If they have someone there that's of importance, they flush them out. They look character. Uh, they have their own characteristics, but they're really not important to the story. Now, did you get any surprises in this that you thought someone would be important and then they weren't? 
or a side character that you immediately dismissed became somewhat integral? No. For me, honestly, how they introduced uh, the people, I felt like it was really how it was meant to be introduced. What about you? Did you find any surprises in the characters on people who you were thinking would be a main character and ended up not or vice versa? Yeah, I, I honestly expect striker in the beginning to, to serve more of a purpose. I would say he was a good final boss, but I was fully expecting there to be some kind of teamwork there. You mean Kugel? Kugel. Well, Stryker was his... Uh, was the um, unit. Yeah, sorry. Was a unit. Yeah, sorry. I was expecting them to pose to be more prominent, if you will, because Leto was like, I'm going to stay back and fight. And then his commander was like, yeah, no, you're still young. You go do it. And they both got caught up in that thing. So I was thought I was really curious originally, kind of confused when... Only one of them resurfaced, only to find out that <laughs> only to find out how wormholes work is uh, convoluted at best, even in anime. Yeah. Um, well, so we don't honestly, we don't even know how long he was there before uh, Leto. If he even got there before Leto, he had to have gotten there before Leto because his body basically turned to dust when he opened the cockpit. Right. But if you remember when Chamber and Leto are fighting Stryker, he has him go into an overdrive, which draws on the actual physical presence of that person. So you think it might have sucked him dry? Yeah. Literally, because he was dying. And when he... Because one of the things that uh, Chamber says is you can only do this for so many... 480 seconds, and then you'll have organ failure and you can see the veins and everything like that appearing around his face because it's drawing on his energy. I guess. Addition- additionally, did you watch the two episodes, 14 and 15, the two OVAs? No. Uh, I didn't know there was OVAs. Yeah. So, uh one of them is one of them is a side story to uh the to the girl who ends up becoming uh the commander. So, oh, yeah. uh, Maita? No, not Maita. No, it starts with an R. Um, Rigid? Yes, Rigid. And, uh, it's the side story of Rigid and one of her past experiences with another, uh, floating city, basically like Gargantia. And the other one is a side story about Kugel. It says when he gets there. Yeah. It's when he first gets there and how Stryker basically came into power and why he basically died. And and you're basically left with the assumption that he ends up dying because of tuberculosis mm. and not cancer or anything else, but tuberculosis. And the reason why I highlight tuberculosis is because there's one girl and tuberculosis can be very contagious there's one girl who he ends up meeting who's coughing constantly throughout. And then she gets to a point to where she's coughing up blood and he's in constant contact with her in close proximity, them being within like two, three feet or him carrying her, touching her, everything else. And then after she dies, you see him 
also coughing up blood. Okay. And one of the main characters or not main characters, but the Kugel's, uh, one of the characters for Kugel, um, her sister, you actually can tell that she was the leader of the people that had overtaken that, uh, you know, the, the psycho people with the eyes painted on their yeah. head that she was the leader yeah. because her sister was dead. And so she took up the mantle. Okay. Well, I might have to watch that because I only saw up to episode 13. I was not aware there was any OVA. Yeah, definitely. Those two are worth the watch. Doesn't really. And the reason why I can see why they wanted to make them an OVA is because it doesn't play really to the main story as a whole it add for anything to it. Yeah, it does. Okay. It just plays on the fact that Leto and Amy are close and the, her two friends are jealous about that, but it really focuses on rigid okay. for the, for the first one. And then for the second one, it really focuses in on Kugel and his story. And, and that's why I think, because there's no way he could have been there that long and, and, and you know, been hiding. So my next question, because I kind of want to touch on this, what was one of the, I guess, surprising turn of events for you? Cause I, I got a big one for me. When I first initially watched it, the biggest turn of event, the biggest surprise for me was the fact that the uh, supposed aliens, which you learn are actually also on earth really aren't aliens at all. They're actually genetically modified humans. <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of, I mean, they foreshadowed that when he got his lunch and they're like, oh yeah, there's squid and he freaked out. Yeah. But like, why? It's just an octopus. Yeah. But they didn't uh, foreshadow that until like, I want to say episode nine, 10. So almost all the way through it. No, no, no. I actually have a thing up. They didn't do that till episode six. And then episode seven, he killed uh, a whale squid. That's right. Which is the enemy that uh, he Heliosa, Heliosa right. that he constantly fights and he was trained for battle for. He gets into a blind rage and kills one <laughs> and everyone kind of freaks out because they're like, oh, my God, you killed one of the, the spirits of the ocean, essentially. Now that is extremely unlucky and we're going to face the ocean's wrath because of it. And I mean, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of that happens, but I'm kind of curious. Do you think that the squid, the modified people in the ocean, um, do you think that they maintain their intellect? Oh, I'm, I'm willing to bet but for them the level of intellect is really minuscule because they don't need it as much anymore well the reason i ask is the the people who are basically on floating islands um they're they're not as advanced as you'd think and they're basically stealing electricity from from mermaids (laughs) <laughs> well, they're not really stealing the machine or the electricity from the mermaids. What they're doing is they're using the electricity or the energy output from the nano machines that are used by those fish to stay alive as electricity. And the, 
those nanomachines self-replicate, which become harder than rock, which is stated a couple of different times. And also additionally, because it is able to provide the sustenance and the uh, requirements for the uh, squid basically to live, it, which is how they're able to be in space without any protective gear other than that. Now, I always was kind of curious. They don't really specify, but they don't specify beyond this point. But when they showed up there, Chamber was in his weakened state. He didn't have a vast power supply, let's call it. And I was always thinking, what if he tried recharging like the rest of the fleet? Oh, he does recharge. He even says uh, towards, I don't know, episode 11, I think it is, while they're down there, he asks him, uh, Leto asks Chamber what his power reserve is, and he says it's 50%. Maybe we should retreat so that way I can recharge. So he does recharge. Okay. It's just not just not really talked about because it doesn't it yeah it's it's there's no real purpose to it they do make a reference to it well i was just thinking because when he fought the pirates in like episode three they're like hey with the current reserve power we can do this we can make this work and then after that i'm like wow he's still going for a while and then as you said in in the ending he chamber really went all out for his pilot Yep. And I mean, which I never wanted to cry for a robot before, which, <laughs> but, but I mean, he, it made him feel like part of the family. Yeah. And because he, he really was. Um, but what's interesting is at the very end, you see a robot, a mech underwater that's covered with the, the hideous. So do you think that maybe perhaps an earlier mech made it to the earth with the hideous, with the hideous? No, I think that that actually, because the head wasn't round, it was flat. I think it was chamber. He just was in the water collecting dust. Oh, so you think it was a timeline? Yeah. Okay. Because, um, Leto is much more fluent. He's salvaging now with, uh, with everyone. He's wearing more lax clothing. He's talking a lot more plain. So a fair amount of time has passed. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. what do you think of the ending? What did you think of the send off after everything was said and done? The last maybe five minutes of the anime. Now keep in mind, I did not watch the OVAs, so I don't have that. It's fine. The OVAs don't play to the ending. It plays to the beginning very beginning or before the beginning or the like middle, I would say. Okay. So the two OVAs are irrelevant for the ending, the ending, the send off. I feel it gave it closure. He doesn't have that Mecca anymore. He doesn't need it anymore. And he's learning to live a more peaceful and fruitful life. I'm going to have to agree. I felt like throughout the entire show, he was in the very beginning. He was reliant. 100% 100% on on chamber. And I'm not going to say they drifted apart so much as he grew as a person. He went from soldier 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 to soldier soldier person soldier soldier. And the person became more prevalent as time went on. 
Yeah, and it really plays to that at the end when Chamber and Leto are fighting Stryker and he said and and Chamber can tell that he wants to survive. He just doesn't want to battle and die. He wants to survive. He wants to actually be with someone. And Chamber says because you could see the 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 wheels turn um because he says to Leto, "We are here where we are right now." because you made every correct choice. And that's why I came to the correct conclusion rather than striker coming to an incorrect conclusion. Yes. They had a very different of opinions that the old and the weak and everyone else need to be discarded, that they're not important. They're not relevant. Your, your purpose is to serve the strong and make the strong stronger and your whole purpose is to be a militarized individual. You have no individual needs. You will be given the bare minimum. And your whole purpose is to do everything I tell you to do. Whereas of Leto, his choice was, we shouldn't just kill everyone. We need to learn to coexist. We need to learn this. We need and, and made humane decisions as opposed to militaristic decisions made decisions that would be for the better of not only him, but for chamber as well. Yeah. I do feel kind of bad because with chamber, do you realize how far advanced humanity could become? I'm not just talking about the flight. I'm just talking about the information stored in this machine. Yeah. Well, Ugh. that's one of the things is they, at the very end, he's, I got this data disc, this video disc or drive. And so, and that's how they're able to pull on some of that information and they're able to advance themselves like that. I don't know. I think now. Okay. So I'm I not say saying that super I, far I advanced. Did. I'm not saying like, True. Hey, in light years, I'm just saying they're with him being able to go into the areas where the, uh, Hidiaz is. He's able to go in there because he even says, I know when they're starting to become agitated. So I changed my approach. So that way they're not agitated anymore. That's how I'm able to go in here and salvage these things. He's making it possible for them to be able to advance themselves as a civilization. I can respect that. I think it's about time for us to wrap it up uh, with a nice rating. How would you rate uh, it, sir? Uh um, I would rate it with 4.25. All right. 4.3. No, I'll give it a straight 4.3. My reasoning for that, the animation quality was fantastic, consistent, and it had vibrant colors. You could tell what was what. Um, as far as very specific colors were associated with good and bad. So if you saw this color, you automatically knew that it was not it was not a good person or it was a good person. And the the thing I liked was the fact that they didn't skimp on the details and rely solely on the light. Like on the action scenes, you could almost pause and not see a blur. In fact, I tried um, and it, it held up quite nicely. Um, I think the science behind it, I think the idea of not of your, your companion Leto's chamber specifically using Instead of flight using thrusters, I liked the fact that they used a reverse gravity thing on the top of his head to, to instead push, pull. It makes perfect sense in outer space. 
You don't want to be thrust. You want to be pulled. So that was kind of cool. Um, we should have talked about that more, I think, but maybe on a deeper dive. Um, yeah, I think that the, the voice actor's nice. Good. The only drawback, the only drawback, the reason it's not a five, um, the fan service. I did not like how much fan service there was. Okay. Too much, too little, too much, too much. I I think they got their point across without belly dancing and without gyration. Oh yeah. Okay. I gotcha. (laughs) I feel you. I give it a 4.5. Um, animation. I, I like the animation with the exception of the constant rosy, cheeks i see i thought that was sunburn it would make I, sense they're on the ocean yeah but if you're constantly on the ocean why would you have a constant sunburn all the time you'd become uh, dark and you would no longer be sunburned i can see your point with that not only that it wasn't everyone that had the rosy cheeks true that's true can't be embarrassed all the time exactly <laughs> so for that i give it a 4.5 um story was great it gave it a solid conclusion um, left it just enough room in case they wanted to come back and do maybe a sequel, but it wouldn't be with chamber. It would be more of a continuation of where he's at. And if, and they also left enough wiggle room in there for if he wanted to save chamber, he could, I feel. Um, and, but across the board, other than that, it was pretty good. Um, I just wish it was a little bit longer. It was a little short. I would I would have been happier if really? it was a little bit longer. Gone a little bit more in depth with the story. Just, okay, what would you if you could pinpoint a uh, like for me? I would have preferred they they did, showed more of the anti gravity. What would you have preferred they showed more? I, I not show more, but I would have preferred more story, a more in depth story. The Helios. Okay as a whole or hideous as a whole, everyone as a whole, like is there landmass on that planet story, deeper story? Okay. Because, because it looks so like there's state, possibly landmass. So it's, yeah, you, you did see a map in the background with that had landmasses. So same story, just deeper. a little bit longer. Yeah. More, more focus. Okay. Yeah. I can respect that. All right. Well, that's about all the time that we have. Um, next week. Well, wasn't my choice. It was actually uh, my significant others. Uh, she actually chose this week, and she said that we needed to watch Oron High School Host Club. So uh, that's what we're watching. Um, I've, uh, I've heard good things about that. Eh, it's good. I've seen it. She hasn't, so she wanted to watch it. And I am. <laughs> I said, why not? And since she wanted to watch it a you know, have us talk about it on the show. Why not? Family time. Family time, which is always important. True. Family time with a family-friendly anime, or is it? It is. It is a very family-friendly anime. So this show is actually came out in spring 2006. It's 26 episodes long, um, and the genres are comedy, harem, romance, school, sojo, uh, I would I would have to say, though, it is a slice of life, and it's not a harem as in a traditional harem. It's a reverse I harem. It was a reverse harem. Yeah. Yes. I was going to say, I guess it was a reverse harem. It is a, it's a harem nonetheless, but it's a, it's a reverse harem. And, uh, yeah, that's what we're watching. So uh, tune in next week. 
Uh, you can reach out to us if you uh, have seen this or any of the other episodes that we have uh, talked about. Feel free to reach out to us at featured anime podcast at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at those anime guys or better yet, leave us a voicemail. We'd be happy to play it on air and respond to you directly. Till next time, I'm Jack. And I'm Rick. Later. Later. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.